Welcome or welcome back to Readability. If you didn't know already, this is a kid podcast that's all about reading. Don't know a good book to read? Visit Readability and I'll help you out. Every Saturday, I'll either read, review, or recommend different books just for you. Lay back and listen to this week's episode. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of Readability. This week, I'll be reviewing a book I've recently read, if that's not obvious. I haven't read anything in a while, but thankfully, I finished um, Radio Silence by Alice Esmond with my friend, um, so I have some things to talk about about that book um um i've only read two books on my kindle or make that three with this book and i should do it more often it's actually really fun and you can highlight things on a kindle and write notes and that's fun (laughs) i have kindle limited so i have access to so many good books but i am currently in such a bad reading slump so i don't feel like reading anything like i don't feel like reading anything Maybe by next week I can read something and have something to talk about. But we're here right now, so let's get a reviewing. Radio Silence is a contemporary novel following Frances Janvier, her journey with school and graduating to university. She's the head girl of the school, which is basically like the school's senior prefects. The school is set in the UK, so there's um, some terminology that you might not be familiar with. Anyways, there's a side to Frances that not a lot of people know about. She's a huge fan of this homemade podcast called University. She creates fan fan art and participates in the fandom within it. Once she meets the creator of University, um, her life takes a much different path than she anticipated. The book handles with a lot of serious topics that a lot of people can relate to, gifted burnout, sexuality, friendship, fandoms, and overall teenagers, and is really good. (laughs) The author is Alice Oseman. There are around 417 pages. I say around because I read mine in a Kindle and like the physical copy might be different. The publishing brand is HarperCollins and this is a standalone. Reading this book was pretty easy for me. And there were so many scenes and topics and characters that I loved and the overall premise was really refreshing. However, the book didn't have any like hit factor about it that would force me to push it to like a five-star rating. Personally, um, those kinds of books are just top tier and this one is just below that so i rated it like a good four stars which isn't a bad rating at all it's actually a really good one so it's not like i hate the book or anything so yes a solid four stars out of five here's some pros about radio silence so i think it was a very realistic portrayal of teenagers and the internet because of Frances's love for university we see her on the internet a lot and also contributing to the fandom because she posts fan art mainly on tumblr and twitter and whenever we are on those platforms it's very realistic to how people react and are on those sites also in the description of the book it says this quote you probably think that out the last and i are gonna fall in love or something since he's a boy i'm a girl i just wanted to say we don't that's all and even though I love romance and books, as I said many times before, I found this really refreshing and amazing for a book to do. It's rare for a book to portray this kind of relationship between a boy and a girl because they always fall in love. But it's nice because most of the time it's pretty realistic, you know. And finally, um, I'd say that there 
are very likable and realistic characters with the exception of like one um all the characters in the book were realistic and likable enough to enjoy the story which props to alice oseman because some books don't do that well (laughs) obviously francis is going to be our more developed character because she's the main character but that's not to say the other characters weren't like ala daniel rain those characters weren't built really well to fit the story too i loved all of them and i think she did a really good job so i have two like pretty quick cons about it first was the slow build-up in the middle it wasn't until like my friend pointed this out because we read it together i didn't realize that the reason i kind of struggled through this book because it took me like 15 days to read it that and because i was in a reading slump but the middle was really slow um it's it started to drag out and i started to get a little bored of the story i mean it wasn't the worst i've had worse books with bad beginnings and middles (laughs) unravel me let's not talk about that um but it's still something to note it wasn't the worst but it's still bad enough to note and also there was some odd like in real life conversational dialogue um again my friend pointed this out um in my opinion i still found it to be good like you know the the conversations were still like realistic um but this is just a disclaimer for those interested in reading it there might be some dialogue that comes across as kind of weird um i think she really stands out when it comes to the author stands out when it comes to like conversations over the internet because those are so much more realistic Alrighty, time for some spoilers. I'll be kind of doing a mix of just rambling on about not only a scene, but a character and sharing some of my favorite quotes. Very few, though. Let's get started. I wanted to talk about Alid's mother, Carol. I think that was her name. Oh boy, she had some scenes that made me angry. First, um, the fact that she looks like a Karen or like an annoying mom, that's chef's kiss because it matches her personality rude and annoying (laughs) okay but that's besides the point our first like um look into what she's capable of was the hair cutting scene so basically um alid's mom so alid was kind of going his hair out just a little bit longer like below his chin around that area and it's making me mad just thinking about it and so she they're sitting like in their kitchen i think and francis is there obviously and she's like hey you should cut it because it'll look nicer he's like oh well i kind of wanted to grow it out and you know what she does she takes scissors and cuts two inches of his hair off without his consent just like that right in front of francis and she's just like oh see that looks so much better like what first of all talk to your kid first if he doesn't want it maybe you can negotiate or something i don't know like respect him he can make his own choices you know he's like 18 he's going to university you don't have to make the the choices for him anymore you know like oh my gosh like why would you do that why would you cut off two inches of his hair 
without his consent, just like that. And he didn't get a say. <sighs> oh my gosh. The next thing she, like, that's just, <laughs> that's just the first layer. Next, um, when Alad comes, mm, comes from university, um, for Christmas break with, anyways, doesn't matter. <sighs> Carol put his dog down. She killed his dog. <laughs> what? And how he found out was that he literally, Alid, when he, when he heard from his mom, they went over to his house and Francis overheard him like scream from outside the house because he loved that dog so much and she killed him. What? And her excuse is like, oh, I couldn't take care of him anymore. There were other options. I think you could have come up with a better choice than to kill your dog. Also, she didn't tell him at all. She just killed him and put him down without nothing else. Not telling him, not asking him if it was okay. Like, do you just not care? <sighs> okay. Next was fixing Alad's room when he was in university. So Francis went over to Alad's house to ask like, hey, is he okay? And Carol obviously answered because of course she did. And she was like, oh yeah, I fixed up his room because it was like a little messy. And when Francis went in his room, she said it was completely like white. Like she paint, okay. So I'm pretty sure he had like a galaxy ceiling like painted on a ceiling which first of all didn't he put effort into that like he he made it himself i'm pretty sure anyways um and she painted over it what why oh my gosh and she like ruined she threw away all of his stuff to make it look nicer while he, while he was in university it it just like this is his room not yours like just let his room be you know like it just it doesn't make any sense to me i don't know why she would do that it's he's old enough to make his own choices oh my gosh anyways next oh my gosh and this is kind of the last one not really um like so Alad tells a story because he has a twin sister, Karis, and he tells a story about his mom didn't really like Karis's choice in clothing, um, which I guess that's fine. You can have, you know, your, um, what's the word, your preferences, but instead of like doing literally anything else, she burned her clothes. Carol burnt her daughter's clothes in a fire and let her daughter watch. Ah. Like, she, to, and then to add more to that horrible situation, Karis like had this specific like clothing item that she really liked. And I think she was like young. I think she was like 13. Like she was pretty young. 
um, maybe younger than, I don't know what age she was, but she was, like, younger, um, than what she is, like, now, and, oh my gosh, she, like, really liked this article of clothing, so she reached her hands into the fire, so, thinking about that, she might have been, like, even younger than that, because I don't know why, if she's, like, a little bit older, it doesn't matter, she reached her hands into the fire to get it out, and she burnt her hands, and her mom didn't do anything about it. Oh my god. It just makes me so angry. Like, you could have... This this still isn't good. But you could have donated her clothes. You know, that's better than burning them. You could have give, given it to, like, a goodwill. I don't care. Like, do something... Anything better than burning them. She let her own child burn her hands and then to top it all off she verbally abuses her kids and sets them on this really high pedestal that just lots of pressure on her kids that they just can't Karis ran away because of her mom and Alid was like he wanted to stay at university because he didn't want to go home to his mom like, that is just a really bad relationship. Um, anyways, next we have some quotes I liked. These are, this book is, like, kind of sad. Um, so, it's like, a few of these might be kind of sad. But the first one was, like, it's sad to read after finishing the book. It says, I was clever. I was the top student in my year. I was going to Cambridge, and I was going to get a good job and earn lots of money. I was going to be happy. This is sad, knowing she doesn't get into Cambridge. She doesn't get into her university. Um. Boy, that's rough. I'm sorry, Frances, that you didn't get to Cambridge. She thought she was going to be happy, but, um. Well, that's not true. It was kind of a happy ending, so. But still, but still. Next, um, I'm pretty sure this is, um. Karis talking to oh, um, Francis. I just want somebody to listen to me. I don't remember when she left or anything or anything else she said apart from the two minutes later when she stood up and said, nobody listens to me. I only wanted to share that one because it gives me Enrique vibes from the Gilded Wolves. Nobody ever listens to him. But also, this is really sad. Like, I feel bad for her. It also it reminds me of Dear Van Hansen, the musical. So that's it. Um, the next one is another sad one. I kept peeling off layers of my personality, but I seemed to be going in circles. Every time I thought I worked out what I really enjoyed, I started to second guess myself. Maybe I just didn't enjoy anything more. Anything anymore. I'm sorry, I read that wrong. Oof, that's rough. <laughs> and to top it all off, I'm only doing four. Um, this one is not really sad, but funny and probably me in the future um when francis finds karis after she like disappeared um she was only three months older than me but she was 10 times as adult she had done job interviews she paid bills and taxes and drank red wine i could even make a doctor's appointment by myself and that is probably gonna be me in the future let's just say that (laughs) And that's it for this week's episode of Readability. I hope you enjoyed, and I had a lot of fun reviewing this book because I had a lot of fun reading 
this book and hopefully next week i can read something good to review so that next week we'll actually have a good episode not like this one was bad but anyways i hope you enjoyed and i'll see you next week keep reading folks bye bye